0: Are you conducting the musical intro? Yeah. Do it again. Terrible. I know. Sorry,
1: terrible. I don't have a stick for that. Give me a stick. You don't
0: need... It's not a stick. It's called a baton.
1: Which is made out of...
0: Um, probably some sort of... I wouldn't say porcelain. No, uh, that would be silly. Ceramic. Um, plastic. Plastic. It's um, a stick. A jar of dirt. Um... <laughs> uh, no. Uh What are you talking about? What are you talking <laughs> what are we, about? What are we doing here?
1: We're doing a podcast. Uh
0: It's been so long since we've done a podcast, I've totally forgotten how to podcast. Uh We are back. I just saw cunt <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> wow.
1: We are sure back.
0: We're back. Uh We had an unexpected <laughs> eight-week break. No problems there. We were taking a nap. Um, uh, I'll give you a pretty brief explanation of that. Uh, two months ago, which is crazy to think we were on vacation in Colorado and, uh, just didn't have time to do an episode. Then when we came back from Colorado, I was dealing with just some like mild depression and I was upset about life. And I was like, I don't really feel like doing the podcast. And then on the third week, That we didn't do an episode. Me and Spencer did an episode, except that my SD card took a shit on me and I couldn't recover the episode. And then the next week I was like, I'm fucking, I don't care. I don't want to do it. Let's just wait. We'll we'll wait four weeks and then we'll do, you know, we'll give it a month break and then we'll come back. And then one month turned into two months and I was like, we should really start doing this podcast again. Especially since I built this studio, or not? I, I didn't build this studio from but scratch. With I your <laughs> built yes. it with my bare hands. No, I, you know, I made this podcast studio. We just moved into this house not even a year ago, and I was like, "We should probably get back to podcasting." I have a lot of shit to talk about. So we're back. We're we're back. Um, every year that I've done this podcast, I was, you know, I'm like, "We're gonna we're gonna do an episode every," you know, it was every other week in the first year, and then 2020, we went every year or every week. Until COVID hit, <laughs> then we took a break, and then I think we took a break last year, too, and we took a huge break this year, or this year. so at least we're consistent with taking breaks, uh, unexpectedly. Unannounced. So- sorry to just leave everyone hanging for so long, but uh, life got in the way, just dealing with some personal things, but... uh I, I need this back. I need my weekly release of yelling into a microphone about my thoughts and feelings of a, pod, or, of, yes, of a podcast of movies. So we are back um, pretty much for picking up where we left off. I think I said on the last episode, me and Corey will be back or something. But nope, it's me and Gabby. And we're doing a movie called actually, first of all, this is uh, episode 143. I'm your host, Austin Proctor. That is your other host, uh, Gabrielle Proctor. Hi. Hi. Welcome back.
1: Thanks. I'm glad to be back.
0: Thanks for being here and turn you up because you're always so quiet. Um, we are doing a movie called A Fantastic Fear of Everything, which I just told you. I was like, I don't know if this movie, if I imagine this movie or if it's real, but nonetheless, we're going to talk about it. Um, after we talk about the other things, we have too much to talk about. I don't know where we should start. We have many, much things to discuss.
1: Well, uh, let's start with the news things that aren't specifically like, oh, this is what we've been watching. Let's talk about news stuff.
0: Like what news stuff?
1: Um, like in horror news, I know this has been circulating recently. Uh, Nev Campbell will mm. not be in the new scream. I'm sure you guys already probably know this by now. A lot of people have um some hot takes on this, but frankly, uh, you carry the franchise, you get paid like you carry the franchise, and um. If the money and the script did not feel worth her time, then she has every right not to do it. Um, though, knowing how Nev Campbell will really cares about the series and how much she's enjoyed doing it, you know she didn't make that decision lightly. So for everyone treating her like she was just like, uh, oh, it's only about the money. No, it's about being paid what you're worth.
0: Uh yeah, I have. I don't really have a hot take on this. The only thing I have to say is in kind of re, of uh, rebuttal to what Matthew Lillard said, because everyone's of course defending her, and if, and I do too. I believe that she is worth whatever she feels is appropriate. You can't tell me I'm not worth this much when I've been here since Scream One. I pretty much. I mean, besides Courtney Cox and David Arquette, who have been. Throughout the entire series, I mean, she, you know, she's the main focus of all of this. She's been the, you know, she's been a huge. She's
1: been the final girl.
0: Yeah, she's pretty much been the final girl. So I, I will say, I, I agree with everyone, of course, because I don't think she should be getting paid any less than what she feels she deserves. Uh, and it's kind of weird that they're not working with her on price because they brought her back for five, and everything was fine then. So. What happened here? I'm sure Scream brought in a shit ton of money. You can't pay her what you feel she deserves. It's kind of weird to do. I didn't Yeah, it think, is. I didn't think it would be over money. I just figured it would be over maybe her not liking the script or them killing her character off. And she was like, nah, I'm good. But if for it to be related to money just makes me angry because it's like you guys have so much fucking money that you could toss at her in just in her general direction. And they're like, no. But, you know, Courtney Cox is coming back. So it's like how... You know what I mean? Like they're obviously giving Courtney what she wants, but they can't give Nev what she wants. Yeah. I mean, is she demanding an insane amount of money? I don't know. But I think nonetheless. In a
1: weird way, it could also be the fact that Courtney Cox, in some ways, is a bigger star, especially with her history with yeah.
0: friends. So shouldn't be she be getting paid more essentially?
1: But the, yeah, so maybe the money was worth it for her, or maybe they were willing to offer her more. But like Nev Campbell's been in the industry over thirty years. Yeah, um, she picks her projects. You know, you don't always know that you're going to see Neve Campbell in a movie. She was much bigger in the 90s than she is now, but she's still working and doing things and uh, she's keeping that franchise running. So I guess we'll just have to see how it works without her, which is probably not as good. It's not going to be as
0: good. Yeah, I mean, it probably won't be. But my thing was Matthew Lillard mentioned, you know, what I've been saying. And then he, uh, he compared her to Tom Cruise saying Tom Cruise doesn't take any less money. And the only thing I have to say towards that is you really can't compare Tom Cruise with her. Uh, because Tom Cruise is a man who has multiple huge franchises bringing in billions and billions of dollars. So while himself, yeah, well, and does his own stunts and stuff like that. So I just think that comparison was weird because again, I don't, I don't think that Tom Cruise is more deserving of money than Nev Campbell, but the comparison between those two people specifically was odd. Because again, yes, he's, you know, Mission Impossible. He does the, you know, Top Gun Maverick. He has another fucking long running thing I can't remember right now. But it's just like, you know, it's kind of hard to compare those two. But yes, I stand with Matthew Lillard and David Arquette. And I don't know, did Courtney Cox say anything about this issue? I've only seen Arquette and Lillard. No idea. I don't think I've seen anything about Cox or, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Skeet Ulrich, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't think I've seen them, but yeah, I stand with all of them. She deserves money. If you're not going to give it to her, what the fuck, guys? You're you, you you could possibly ruin a franchise by not including her. Also, I don't I don't even need a sixth one at this point.
1: We we really didn't.
0: We really don't. Um, five was utterly fantastic, and we're going to talk about that at the end of the year with the you know the year end wrap up. Um, it was by far one of the strongest screen movies I feel, but. And I, one of the
1: strongest horror movies this year, because Pickens have yeah. been slim. Well, yeah,
0: Pickens have been slim. Um but yeah, it was just so good how meta it was and how much they made fun of like the elevated horror. It was it was so it was it was really They always find
1: a way to out meta yeah. themselves. Which it, is this is the most
0: meta you could ever get. It was so good. So it's like and this one's supposed to take place in New York, so now they're changing the setting drastically, and it's like, you know, there's you know, I posted the thing about Ghostface takes Manhattan with that really cool cover art that uh rips off of uh, jason takes manhattan so i mean we'll see i I don't need it am i gonna see it yes but i just don't think it's necessary yep just like all these new halloween movies i was like cool you read it halloween they're like it's a trilogy i'm like i don't need another trilogy just you know just
1: i don't really need another halloween yeah just end it
0: so um but yeah scream six is expected sometime next year um you know obviously keep you updated On that because it's something I'm excited for, but again, don't really need it. And speaking of things that we don't need sequel wise, not really horror related, but we're getting a Joker sequel that is apparently now being being dubbed as a musical and WT fuck is that.
1: I'm just going to (laughs) sit quietly and wait for more
0: information. Yeah, I don't know. Lady Gaga is supposed to be in this as Harley Quinn, and I'm I'm cool with that. I like her. She does. She has great performances in movies. She's a killer singer. I've never seen *A Star Is Born*, but you know, I heard she's great in that. But to take a movie that was such a standalone masterpiece by itself, such a strong, impactful film, and to do a sequel and go, I think they're do It's supposed to be black and white too, and I'm just like, why? Why are we doing a musical version of this? This makes it's either going to be the most brilliant thing ever, or it's going to be a complete dumpster fire. No middle ground. No, in, much. no in between. Yep. Anyways, moving on. That Joker two, um, it has a French subtitle. You know, it's like colon something French, and it means madness for two. So whatever. But I don't know. I'm not into that very much because I, I already don't like musicals to begin with, very much. Unless you're like you know, it's like Repo, or uh. Sweeney tie. Like that that's cool, but horror mus- musicals. Yeah, yeah, horror musicals, yeah. But like musicals in general, I'm good. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be a thing. Uh all right, where are we going next in this rabbit trail of of topics?
1: Uh let's see. There's There's like
0: three movies we have to discuss. I just didn't know if there was any other um news. Well, I was about to say it. Well just fucking say it.
1: Until you cut me off. Oh my god. Okay, so Let's see. News-wise, um, I know there's a new show coming out soon on Netflix, uh, that anthology series. Of um, Del Toro? Yeah.
0: Cabinet of Curiosities?
1: Yep. Um, and if you're looking for a brand spanking new horror movie this weekend, um, Terror Trip came out. Uh, we saw that. We didn't even know about that till it was on TikTok. But it seems to, it is apparently people who want to start a business taking people to horror filming locations. And then one time they pick the wrong location. But if you've already seen Hell House um, from the trailer, it looks like that is one of the locations they visit. So, um, immediately interested, what? What? What are you looking at?
0: Oh, it's a movie that just came out, but I was, I was letting you do your thing. I was okay. going was was to, um, like...
1: that movie came out yesterday, so, uh, we will be checking that out in this weekend at some point. Um, hopefully. So that should be fun. And then of course, next week, um, the black phone is coming out, correct?
0: Yes. Next weekend is the black phone and Elvis, if that's something you're into. I'm into it. Yeah, uh, I'm into Baz it.
1: Baz hell yeah. I'm
0: into it, but I'm not into two hours and 40 goddamn minutes, so we will be getting an aisle seat so I can pee 17 times, because I'm an old man with the uh, bladder of a toddler. So, Or the bladder of an old man, I guess. What? I what, looked what? up
1: terror trips because it should be out, so there should be a score. There's no score yet, but that's what the bars look
0: like. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, with movies like that, you know, that are kind of indie slash underground slash. Most
1: people have given it a two or below. So um, watch at your own peril. We're not recommending it. We're just saying it's uh, a thing. It's a thing that came out. I mean, you feel compelled.
0: You showed me the trailer and I'm like, cool, this has a great premise, but I guarantee 110% it's going to be executed terribly uh it does look cool though it is it is an interesting premise but yeah I feel, yeah I feel that's like,
1: why i wanted to watch it because i was like oh yeah. i wonder how they'll do this i feel like
0: the execution is uh gonna be really sketchy sounds like um, it's gonna
1: follow the train of the other terrible movies we've watched this year
0: yeah there's been oh and we're gonna get to those here in a second uh but you just mentioned a new horror movie that came out i thought this one just came out but apparently i am wrong But nonetheless, it is new for this year. It's a movie called Off Season. Uh, It's a movie about, so let's see here. Uh, After receiving a mysterious letter, a woman travels to a desolate island town and soon becomes trapped in a nightmare. And the cool thing about this is that it was filmed in New Smyrna Beach, Florida, which is, yeah, which is cool. Spencer told me about this one. Um, So, I mean, obviously we have to watch this because, I mean, that's like a 45 minute drive from where we are. Uh, Probably recognize shit. Um, But that's called off season Um, is terror. Did you did you say terror trips was streaming anywhere?
1: It's supposed to be. Yes. Um, Supposed
0: to be. She says
1: it said it was coming to streaming services. It. uh, Oh, let's see where to watch spectrum on demand. I I feel like it's not updated yet.
0: Terror trip. Terror trips. Scissors. Yeah. yeah. Not terror train. That's a whole nother thing. Yeah, it looks like that. Um, yeah, it doesn't say nothing on uh letterbox yet. So I guess that's it's coming. of like a weird soon.
1: scavenger hunt, guys.
0: Off season though appears to be available to rent on Voodoo. I think that's what Spencer said he was gonna we're supposed to watch that at some point. Um so yeah, off season terror trips, new more indie movies that are uh currently out or on their way out, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, speaking of bad movies, like you said, which one do we start with? I think we got to start with the worst one and then work our way up. Why don't we
1: just list off all the movies we've watched since then and just talk about the ones we feel weren't the <laughs> most warning?
0: Well, there's one I'm going to talk about with Corey. Actually, two I'm going to talk about with Corey because you haven't seen one of them. But
1: Should I list the ones that we've seen together.
0: Uh, the last four. Because There's Four.
1: There's five, six. I've got six. six? Yeah. The fuck? How since, do you... since we've done an episode? Yeah. I don't
0: think so. You want me to list them? Oh, go ahead.
1: Firestarter, dash cam, yeah. men, uh-huh. the cursed,
0: uh-huh. uh huh,
1: crimes of future past, and the Blackwell goes six.
0: Oh well, so it was just crimes of the future, and I didn't. Okay, I didn't. I thought what did we... I say
1: crimes of future past. Yeah. It's like an X Men days X-Men. of future
0: past. Like what is this? <laughs> Cronenberg does X Men.
1: This is like um oh, what's the other movie? There's another movie where every time I say the title I try to call it something else and I'm like this isn't what this movie is. Uh we just watched that movie too.
0: Well, should we we shouldn't talk about six goddamn movies cuz we actually have to get to the review. No, I
1: said we'll focus on the ones we hated the most.
0: The ones we hated the most? Okay, why don't we focus on the two that we hated and the one that was super weird? Yeah. Let's do that. So I... let's start let's w- starter let's Same statement let's, for let's me. starter with Firestarter. And uh, let's just get into this trash heap of a movie.
1: I can sum this up super simply. If you have read the book. Oh, I want we'll to rip this it. movie. I, we're going to do that when we do the end of the year thing. We're not going to like rip it
0: now. Oh, I want to rip it now a little bit. Just like a little like a, maybe like a match. Stop giving me evil. Just fucking go. Come okay, on, man. So
1: um, simply put, if you liked the book, um, you'll love the one line of dialogue that came from the book and, uh, there endeth the, uh, book to screen adaptation adaptation similarities.
0: Um,
1: when I tell you, I, you've seen me, I don't get particularly enraged about films. I'm like, Oh, that was annoying or that was stupid, but I don't get like physically angry. Stop doing whatever it is you're doing. I know
0: this stupid thing's falling off the table.
1: Um, I don't get super mad about movies. Uh, I was livid by the end of this movie. I was enraged. I wanted to throw the television. You said no. I thought that was rude. Further you wanted, enraged. Yeah, if
0: you wanted to spend the $1,500 to replace that son of a bitch,
1: So much rage in it. my heart after seeing that movie, especially considering Firestarter is my favorite Stephen King book. I think and that's And one why, of my favorite yeah. books, which made him- and, I also tend to give plenty of leeway with, um, you know, screen or like um, book to screen. I, I tend to give lots of leeway with that because I know they change stuff. Everything but one diet or uh, one line of dialogue, however, is is over my threshold by about a lot.
0: Um, yeah, I kept seeing. Fuck you, stupid table. I kept seeing, uh, you know, kind of mixed reviews on this. You know, people were like, oh, I loved it so much, and oh, I hated it. And I don't take anybody's word, you know, sorry, I take everybody's, you know, review with a fucking grain of salt because I go by what Letterbox says. And when Letterbox has a movie at a 2.0, I can tell you right now, there's no way I'm giving that movie over a 2.5. It's just not going to happen. I know my track record with ratings, and um, yeah, it's at a 1.9 now. So anybody who says that this movie was good, um has either not read the source material or no offense just has no eye for I hate it's a bold statement and I don't usually try to generalize people but you just don't have an eye for cinema I'm sorry not even taking this movie away from the source material like just okay take the source material throw it away it was still a shit movie yeah it was still utter fucking shit
1: it's like they they just tried to make a whole other movie um, and they, it's like, they tried to make an action thriller out of it. And they're like, um, they just missed, they missed, they missed the everything. tone. They missed the mark by a mile. They and, missed everything. And even if you made it, even if it was its own thing, whatever mark that was, they were trying to hit missed that by a mile too.
0: Yeah. Cause there was, um, like, okay, here's a good example. I remember Pet Cemetery remake. I, at first I didn't like it because. I went in expecting a more true adaptation of the book because the original was pretty spot on, but it changed some weird things like the fucking uh, lady doing the laundry. Um, yeah. She like killed herself or something like that. Yeah. Or so- something was changed. And I was like, why are they changing these little things? And the same thing with the Pet Cemetery remake. They changed these things. And I was like, oh, I don't like it. But the more I watched it, the more I enjoyed it for them. Cha- and a lot of people, I think that has like a 2.3, I think. But, like, I liked what they did because they did something different while still f- making it feel like Pet Cemetery. This, in no way, shape, or form, felt like st- f- Sirefarter. Wow. I just tried to say that. Firestarter. Um, yeah, they made Charlie older. They made the dynamic between her and her family completely different. They made the, They made her relationships with everyone in the book totally different. And they just completely glossed over all the testing that was done remember the test yeah, the, no, the, I, yeah the, I remember the test sequence that they showed was literally a little montage in the beginning of the movie while the credits were rolling about oh you know um well, what the, the fuck lot was, six yeah experiment. lot 6 and i looked at you and i said if that's their explanation for it and that's it i'm going to be so mad and it was and i'm like there's there was so much story behind that there was so much well, and that's the thing. What the fuck? <laughs>
1: when you change stuff about a story, like if you already have source material and you're going to make changes, there needs to be a reason. The changes need to be for the better. There there has to be a justification for these changes. right? Like, okay, aging Charlie up a couple of years is one thing, but like every change they made felt like you even if you had if you if you had read the book you were very confused as to what was going on because the plot like changed entirely they just yeah. like they had locations but they treated them different they looked different they were put in at different times and even if you hadn't watched it you're still confused because the way they were running the plot it's like they didn't even know where they were going to end up they were just moving in a direction and hoping for the best because you're like I don't I already know how this story ends and I have no idea where they're going at this point or what they're doing. And every time they did, they made a decision. You're like, I don't understand why that would be the decision anybody would make.
0: Oh, and the ending was the shit cherry on top of the whole and that's shit. That's where I wanted to throw the TV. That shit Sunday. I'm like, this literally goes against everything in the book. What? No, okay. no, no. So spoilers
1: for Pet Cemetery. Because oh, this that's is a, yeah. I mean, whatever for the newer one. This yeah. is a prime example of changes for the better.
0: Yeah, no one likes that movie anyway.
1: Changing Gage, the son, the young infant son, over to the older sister who's also not that old.
0: Yeah, she's probably um, like changing seven. that
1: to be the one, that character to be the one that dies and gets brought back. Totally makes sense because in the original movie, they have a child who's clearly still a little older because Gage is like fucking two
0: yeah he's he's
1: he's he's trying to direct a two-year-old like he's dead yeah um and so they've already aged him up it requires a lot of puppetry and then it ends up coming off really cheesy now by taking it and switching it to the daughter you have now made a now to say how they killed her was still very silly but by changing it to the daughter not only do you have an actor who's old enough to understand what they're supposed to be doing you eliminate the need for any kind of like replacement person there um and like you like a, a puppet
0: you get a better range of you get a better yeah.
1: range and it's a surprise for the viewers it's a surprise that makes sense you know what's going to happen now they've t- taken the story they're still on the same road and they've just changed it in a way that works better for the film
0: yeah but people that yeah, is
1: not what they did in firestarter people
0: people hated that cuz you know like even like me i was like i wanted a better source material you know adaptation of pet cemetery and you know it's it's but it still felt like pet cemetery to me this didn't you know like i said it didn't feel like firestarter it's like the thing you said about the shining when we talked about that on the stephen king episode how stanley kubrick was like okay what's this movie about and you know like they okay yeah 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 that's enough i got it but he made a masterpiece and it was like you know, because the guy who wrote this also helps write Halloween Kills, and we knew once we heard that we were like, this movie's going to be ass.
1: It's it's it felt it felt like because the way they were trying to make you feel emotional like about the characters, and they were trying to add an emotional impact in both films, yeah, was through yelling because half yeah. the time people are screaming at each other, they're betraying each other, they're they're treating each other terribly. But, you know, they're doing it because they care. And you're like, that is not character development. If anything, you've removed all sense of character and you've made every, like they made, and they did the same damn thing in Halloween Kills. This guy yeah. made all the characters 2D. And frankly, I don't want to watch anything else he's done because no, I, I will- he ruined a... <laughs> Like Halloween was great. Halloween, the f- the, Halloween yeah. kills. So you're
0: like sucked ass.
1: Who was drunk when they wrote this? And then you're like, OK, maybe this was a fluke. Maybe this was just yeah. like, OK, then hey, you got Firestarter. Like, nope,
0: this guy needs to stop. There's
1: a common denominator here. This guy, and it's this guy, this guy. Sucks.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. I need you to stop ruining because like it's not like he's ruining indie movies that don't really matter or whatever. You're ruining franchises at this point. Halloween Kills was just, it was just, it was awful. I'm sorry. I mean, I still gave it respect and I still gave it like, you know, I think I gave it a 2.5 out of five because like of the gore and, you know, you know, it was, it was good in a sense, but the dialogue was, it felt like it was written by a 12 year old. Like it, it made no, and they said evil dies tonight more times than I want to hear. And yeah, he, he, he ruined Firestarter as well. And it's like, okay, how many more like huge, awesome franchises do you plan to just destroy with this just god awful writing, I or, or does what? Does he have upcoming projects? Yeah. Don't does. tell me he's writing the new Hellraiser.
1: He's. I don't think he is.
0: Because David Bruckner is directing that, and I cannot have that ruined. I already don't like the original. What? What is he writing? Say it.
1: Insidious Five and the Exorcist. Shut the fuck up!
0: No, he's not. No, he's not. You're yelling. I'm fucking angry. Everyone's already kind of on edge with The Exorcist. David Gordon Green is directing that. Why are you, br- David Gordon Green, why are you bringing this man with you?
1: If it helps, oh. he is one of two writers and the other writer has done. Oh, but oh da- absolutely nothing. Never mind.
0: God, why, 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 why? It, uh, oh, my day is ruined. My day is ruined now.
1: Um. Yeah, he's doing several, he's got like seven things on there, but those are the two where we'd be like, oh. I don't
0: understand how you get hired. How do you get hired? Fucking. Because they still, the movies are still making money. Oh my God. They just but suck. They still suck. Like, what's the guy that did uh, Ghost Ship and 13 Ghosts? I can't remember his name. Steve Beck. Steve Beck did those fucking brilliant awesome movies that didn't do well and was like you know that was it for him directing wise and now they're cult classics where everyone loves them well okay a lot of people like them the smart people uh (laughs) don't say that that's rude i said what i said wow um yeah those are like cult classics now and we have this guy who you know i don't give a shit if they make money like do you see the quality of the film do do studios really just look past quality and they're like, well, it brought in twenty million dollars and it only cost one million to make, I'd call that a win. No, man. Yeah. Um, no, nah, I'm looking for fucking quality films, not quantity.
1: Yeah, because like the only other writer on Insidious 5 is Lee One w- L. How did you say that? Lee One L. Except it says Story by, which is code <sighs> which for is it. they're just, not yeah, actually which writing it's it. It's just
0: like how Stephen King gets writing credits for Pet Cemetery. It's like, you know, based on the characters of this movie. Well, you know, last key Insidious was was not great. Um I mean I wasn't expecting much for five anyways, but when I Patrick
1: was Patrick Wilson was gonna be is back. It's ten years after where Dalton's in uh, college, apparently.
0: Oh, I wonder if it's the same actor. Um, it looks like it is. I was so excited for the exorcist because of what David Gordon Green did for Halloween in 2018 and now Apparently he'll I'm, be doing it
1: with Scott Teams. Fuck that guy.
0: Uh, now I'm dreading it. That's not what I needed to hear. I'm gonna act like I didn't hear that so we okay. can get through this episode. Okay. Because I'm upset now. Sorry. Um, so that was Firestarter. Yeah, that's gonna be one that I say don't bother. Just don't bother. Um Well, you know what? Okay. If you have not seen the original movie and you've not read the books, fucking go for it. But if you have if you know the source material for Firestarter and you are a fan of the book, please just I watched it for you so you don't have to. Because, man, watch it, please. I will just... never. It's funny, too, because I we had tickets to go see that in theaters. And then I found out it was streaming on Peacock and I saw the rating and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to waste the hours of time to go and popcorn and you know snacks. And I was like, let's just sit on the couch and watch this. And that was probably one of the greatest decisions we've made going to the movie, you know, not going to the movies this year. It was yeah. not going to see that. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to the next one that was kind of a dud this year. Uh, that I was super excited for. It's a movie called Dash Cam. Now, this movie was directed by the same man, shockingly enough, who did Host last year, which was one of my favorites of the year. I know, I'm pretty sure it was in my top 10 for last year. It was in my top 10. I believe it was in my top 10, and it was about, you know, it was during the pandemic, and it was all on laptops, and they had the seance, and it was, uh, wait, was that last year or was that 2020? Oh, that was 2020. My bad. Yes, that was in my top 10. Host was my number 5 in 2020. And then I was like, cool, he's doing a movie called Dash Cam. It looks super spooky. You know, it. Uh, but honestly, I, I don't even know why it was called Dash Cam. It should have just been called iPhone the movie because like it wasn't a fucking Dash Cam. It was an mm-hmm. iPhone. Nonetheless, um, and it's there's a lot of people praising this movie. And I don't I don't get it. Um, they made a main character so fucking unlikable. And I understand you, d- you know, reasonings for making someone unlikable. Mm-hmm. But w- when you make them, I it's, within three seconds, I wanted to fucking put her head in water and just leave it there until she was just dra- I'm like, I hate you. I want to choke you to death or fucking punt you across. I don't. I was so angry at that character, not the actor herself, obviously, but the, the character that she portrayed, I was like, I want you to die immediately in this movie. And she just kept, kept going for, for, let's just keep being, she was such a fucking asshole the entire movie. There was no character arc. And then they made it so political and it was so, what do you what would you call like anti i don't know something she was just the worst she was
1: a i hope to god this isn't how this woman is in real life um but she was basically a characterization of a certain group of people these days who don't like to wear masks uh think their rights are more important than everyone else's and have a general disrespect for the um social contract of treating each other with respect and with courtesy. And yeah, we talked about this while we were watching it. She's immediately dislikable. She is um she can't follow basic safety guidelines. She intentionally disregards them and treats other people like um They're beneath her because of how she feels. And um, it's generally just obnoxious anyway. And you know what? Unfortunately, I understand that she totally speaks to a group of people.
0: The people who who, like this movie.
1: (laughs) Who see that and go, oh, man, she's just like me. And to that I say, look at yourself in the mirror. Is this really who you want to be? Do you really want to be that guy or girl? Anybody? Um apparently so because when we were watching this, she had her friend and he was kind of unlikable too. Not near because she was like doing she, she was, was she was like running for gold on that she one. She was
0: douching it up hardcore.
1: And the thing is, is if you're gonna make a character unlikable, that's totally fine, totally normal. Stories have unlikable characters. But you have to give them at least one redeeming quality for me to want them to live through the film. And what she did not have was a single redeeming quality. In fact, at one point, I thought we might be receiving it when she decides to hold a man's hand as he is dying. But what she does is he starts to shake while he's dying. And she says, Ew, get the fuck off of me. And you're like, oh, never mind. And she even spends the whole film abandoning her friend and leaving him in danger. And her friend, who's also kind of a crap person anyway, not near, again, as bad as her, his redeemable quality is that despite his shitty friend leaving him constantly, he is in return constantly going to try to help her.
0: Yeah, weirdly enough. Redeemable quality. I would have left that fucker. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I wouldn't have ever spoken to her longer than the 30 seconds it would have taken for something terrible to come out of her mouth.
0: Yeah, um, I just don't get it. Like I said, I don't mind if you make a character character unlikable. There, There's plenty of them in movies, but you don't typically make that character the main character of a movie. And if you do, again, yes, one redeeming quality or a character arc to where I can be like, ah, you were kind of a dick in the beginning, but I see, I kind of see you correcting the errors of your way. Nah, she was a fucking douche the whole time and honestly stepped it up more and more throughout the film. And I'm like, why am I supposed to care about you? Why do I give a shit that you are existing in this movie anymore? What the fuck?
1: She was a character devoid of humanity. Even when a woman is literally crying for her child, she's laughing in her face. Yeah. What, What kind of person wants to be that person and like who wants to root for that character because you know those kinds of characters they're usually reserved for villains and if she's the villain then what the hell was the point of this movie
0: yeah there was yeah and not not even to mention how shitty she was because there was even a point where she goes into a store in the UK and the guy's like, hey, can you put a mask on? And she's like, oh, I have a mask on. It's invisible. Fuck you. I want to punch you in the face. Social contract. Shut the fuck up. And then she like got mad at him for wanting her to put a mask on and then flicked him off and started throwing shit and like saying all this anti-vax shit. I'm like... And people online are just like, oh, I love Annie. She's so funny. How, what the fuck is funny about that? I'm sorry. In what way, shape, or form is embarrassing someone at their job because you can't step outside or put a mask on or respect people? What the fuck is funny about that? Please tell me. And if someone
1: just please to be clear, DM if this me. is triggering you and going, well, I do that, again, feel free to look in the mirror and say, is this who I want to be? It's, because yeah. like, why is it your, why is who you are more important than respecting other people and the general well-being of the community? It does not hurt you. And to and to have that kind of attitude, which we've seen. She is a characterization of real people that exist right now That's who what's... are doing that thing, which is infuriating, <laughs> but it's like... Why is it that what your personal needs have become so much more important It because you know it's those type of people are only talking to those type of people and then they wonder why everyone's getting upset at them for doing whatever they please? Well, it's because you're talking to yourself essentially every time you talk to a friend that says, yeah, it makes sense that you spit on that cashier
0: Yeah, literally spit on him. When they asked
1: you to wear a mask. That, that, yeah, that totally makes sense. It doesn't because spitting on people is in fact wrong.
0: And I don't care. Like, I don't care if you don't want to wear a mask or want to get vaccinated. Like, I don't care. Like, it's not, it it doesn't matter to me. What you do is not, is not my problem. It's not my issue. It doesn't concern me. So I don't care. But to take that and shove it in people's faces when they ask you to do something that is just really basic human decency at the end of the day. Hey, you know, put a mask on or, or please leave. Like the guy wasn't being argumentative. He was just saying, you need to put a mask on and to be that fucking, uh, what's the word? I'm steadfast and just wanting to stand your ground and be a dick for no reason. Like, you know what it costs to be pleasant and polite? Nothing. It costs nothing. It's a hundred percent free. um, it's, it's just, you know, it's just something you should do. You should just respect people, you if, know?
1: If you don't want per- to abide those, like, social rules. Yeah, the Walk away. People's health and safety. It's not you who might be perfectly healthy. It's about the people who aren't perfectly healthy and need that extra precaution to keep them alive. It's yeah. about the other people. It's not you. It's everybody else that we're trying to protect. So... If you don't want to go somewhere where they're saying, "Hey, we're still not comfortable taking less precautions,"
0: don't go don't there. Don't go there. Don't go, go somewhere there. else. And if Get, you do, Uber your food to your house, and if you do go there, just abide by what they have to say or leave. Like, there's no reason to cause. It's a, a public space. There's no reason to cause a scene because you don't agree with someone else's opinions. You know what happens if if that happens to me? Walk away. I'll be like, "Okay, my bad," or you know, I I will you know, get away from the situation. I'm not going to be an asshole now. Yes. If someone is being blatantly rude to me, I'm going, yes, I will mirror their energy. You know, people are nice to me. I'm nice to them. If you're a dick for no reason, I'll be a dick for no reason. I mirror people's personalities and energy to what they give me. I would never go to someone and ever just act that way in public because it's so uncalled for and unnecessary. And that person did nothing to you to deserve being spit on, flicked off and saying something about like, Oh, um, she was like f- flicking off and saying America number one or whatever. It's like, Holy shit. Basically, just calm the fuck down. She was a walking down. parody
1: of real yeah. life people these days. And, and this and- was
0: the guy's job. This wasn't just a shop. She went into this guy's job making a scene. That's like a double fuck you. To, and I don't, at that point I would have been like, you need to go home, Annie, But for some reason he kept her around. And despite all of the shitty characters in this movie, The plot made literally no sense. Nope. No Um, idea. No explanation for anything at all. And yes, I do like an ambiguous movie, but at the same time, there's got to be some sort of context for what's happening. And people were pointing out like, oh, well, this character was in host two. Okay. Yeah, that's great. But how is this related? And you even pointed out something major because this was supposed to happen before host and one of the characters, you're like, okay, well, if this character knew this at this point, why wouldn't that be mentioned? Because Gemma is in this one as well as Host. And if she went through what she went in dash cam and then went into Host, do you think she wouldn't have done what she did in Host by, you know, like unintentionally? You think she'd be yeah. ho-
1: like, it's not like she knew exactly what happened, but if she did know um, or was even told, you'd think she'd have taken the events of Host more seriously. And yeah. on the flip side... The lady who was hosting the séance in host. Why exactly would she give or set the course of mo- or like the plot into motion in this film? Because she does. She basically puts someone into um, Annie's car, and uh, that's where all the bad things start happening. If if this woman knew that the person she put into Annie's car was dangerous and everything associated with her was dangerous, why would she have a random stranger take her into danger?
0: Yeah, the whole For no
1: no reason, even though, like, in host, she was a character who was like, ah, you've put yourself in danger. This is the best we can do to protect you. But also, you're getting people... Like you're putting people in the line of fire too. What?
0: Yeah, the whole, the whole. How she even got the lady in her car was stupid. Like, oh, you're a random stranger. Yeah, take this woman. Like, I would have been, you know. And it's weird because it doesn't. That does not even make sense for Annie's character. Why would she help somebody out? She's been a douche the whole time. Why would she be like, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll take you. No problem. I, I don't mind helping people. She hasn't done one good deed in this entire movie. But for some reason, felt the need to help a complete stranger because she paid her. Did she? Yeah. Oh. Not one redeemable quality. I guess I missed that then. I guess I missed the transfer of, of cash. Yeah. Okay. Well, then that makes sense. And that tracks with her shitty... I mean, I would love, honestly, I would love nothing more than to talk to the director to see if maybe he could provide some insight to how these are more related and why he did what he did, like why he made Annie so... Someone... I would really love to just like kind of discuss this because... I don't, maybe I don't get it. Maybe there's something I don't, I don't know. Maybe there's an explanation out there, but if you have to explain your movie, then your movie's not doing its, its its job. If you have to later be like, well, this was this and that was that. Okay. Well,
1: yeah, what's the
0: point of doing? So I don't know. We've gone on for this for quite some time. I told you we, we could just fill an entire episode. We don't even, I don't even know if we have time to talk about this fucking movie at
1: this point. Yeah, well, we might
0: just have to do uh, a
1: Cliff Notes version.
0: Uh, well, we can either do Cliff Notes version or we can just come back and we'll just, next week and just do this if you want. Because I mean, we're already at forty five minutes, so I don't know if we're gonna have time. Because I still want to talk about the other movies that we've been watching.
1: Yeah, yeah. What do you
0: think? Should we just do? Should we just do this on the, like an, on the next episode maybe? So we have more time to talk about it.
1: Okay, but if you tell me, I have to rewatch it next week so that way we can talk about it.
0: No, good. No,
1: because I'm like I don't want to rewatch the same movie twice in two weeks.
0: No, um, not that I
1: didn't enjoy it. Just to be clear.
0: No, yeah, no, 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 yeah. It was it was definitely a weird one. Um, if anything, we can maybe watch another another movie and just you know, if we run out of time, we can. Uh, what is that? I have no idea. Let me see. What's to say?
1: Some random number texted me. Um, some number I've never seen. Uh, Our appointment. When will you be ready?
0: Uh, I was like text back new number who dis
1: I'm not doing that no
0: don't answer that it's a trap probably it's a
1: trap I was like I thought this was Monica I'm like Monica knows when my appointment is she does my hair just to be clear
0: just to be clear um but yeah I don't know man like Okay, so now that we've kind of destroyed that movie a little bit here, I will talk about positive. Because I don't like to just shit on, except for Firestarter. I didn't like anything about that movie. And when.
1: Positive, but I didn't like it.
0: Um, when sh- she said, Liar, Liar, Pants on Fire. Fucking yeah, over. I was like, Oh my God, I bet you the writer thought he was so fucking creative there. Oh boy. Oh, I don't know. No. I don't know why I'm Minnesotan
1: now. Okay, look. When <laughs> Zach Efron started giving parenting advice that was basically the parenting advice from frozen conceal <laughs> don't feel and then he was like if you're gonna half kill something you have to whole kill something like
0: who raised you dude because you need therapy too apparently and not to mention we're, we're circling we can't ba- backtrack to this no we're circling back it's, it's over we still have two other movies to talk about we're just gonna call this the uh
1: shit on the new horror
0: movies No, episode. we're ca- we're just call this episode welcome back. Um so yeah, it's it's like it's like she liked killing shit in that movie and that's not how it went. In in the original, you know, story, she was afraid of her powers and and, and didn't didn't want to use them and was like I don't want to, you know, I remember her being that that uh that frustration she had of like I don't want to accidentally you know, explode shit. I need to keep my power in. I need to try to ho- harness it. And she's like, "Nah, fuck that. Ah, fuck everyone. I'm just gonna use this shit and kill cats." Spoiler alert.
1: I mean, and then like, okay, but she had no character development. There was some sort no. of very bizarre, brief <laughs> montage where she develops. I don't. I don't fucking care if I spoil this. It's so bad. It's it's like it's spoiled already in the sense that it's fucking rotten. Yeah. Um, she her parents have their own abilities and somehow it is established that, sort of, that she too has these abilities and over the course of half of an afternoon, so maybe two hours, she figures out and masters both of those oh, yeah. and sort of masters her own powers to go on the world's most pointless rescue mission.
0: Yeah, that was fucking stupid. They... Um...
1: Okay, if you... If you've seen the book,
0: if you've seen the book, or read the if movie, you've watched the book, or read the movie,
1: <laughs> the original works there. You'll know how this is wrong when I say that the farm happens about twenty minutes before the end of the film.
0: Oh yeah. And if you don't know why that's wrong, you didn't read either of those. We'll and, that, and, and what they did with, uh, what's his name, Herschel? Is that his name? Um, it's the Mander's Farm. Mander's Farm. Earl. Earl. Yeah, fuck, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What they did with his wife. What the fuck was the point of that?
1: Not there only was, was no there point no to that. No point to that. There was no point what they did to him. There no. was no point what they did to Rainbird. No. There was no point what they did to a single character. It did nothing for.
0: Any of that And it doesn't even make sense to have this movie in this day and age because back when they did this movie, it was the 80s and cell phones and tracking things were not you know that's why they were like they had they had to briefly unexplain oh, that's why we don't have cell phones because they can track us. They can track you in other fucking
1: ways. But also, if you're just gonna do a throwaway, oh, I know it's modern time, but we can't use technology. Okay, that's fine. That's fine that that's what you want to do. But at some fucking point, there needs to be a reason you brought modern technology into the conversation. Yeah. Because to bring it up and say we can't use it and then to have them never actually use it eliminates the entire reason for bringing it up. It's not even that like maybe Charlie got onto Google or something. No, no, no. It doesn't matter. We're just saying this is why we don't use cell phones. That's the dumbest shit I have ever heard.
0: Oh, and then the whole issue with the name thing—I I won't say it—but the whole member of the whole name thing. Yes. Oh my god. We're
1: losing our minds over why uh, they couldn't find them using their names for the longest time, and when they finally explain it, you're like, "But why?"
0: Yeah, because they're they're they. Yeah, I. Ugh.
1: And to put her in school and go through that bullshit—she's a kid who gets bullied trope. There was no point. She was already tormented by herself and the fear of her own powers and the years she had been unable to even sort of control them because she was too young to understand them. And this was where she was old enough to understand but not old enough to keep full control of her emotions. That's why she was the age she was. So to add in school bullies, there's no reason not every story is a carry story. Not everyone needs a fucking villain at school. Well, I don't even think in the she there was no mention of school in the The in only mention the, was that she came home from school right. and went to her friend's house and that's when everything got set into motion.
0: Oh wait, no, there was that one part that was kind of the same where he was like, You're blind and you can't see. That was in the that was in this or was it not? Or was am I thinking of the original movie?
1: No, that did happen okay. um uh, yeah but they did so. it at a different time. Yeah. Uh They threw so
0: random bits of like the story in there at the weirdest it's like times.
1: Like they took them in a hat and then drew them out one at a time, and I was like, "This is the order we'll put this in."
0: Man, we are coming like swing. We are coming back swinging. On I'm seven- so <laughs> mad
1: about this movie. I was so excited. Like, I can't tell you. I've known this movie was coming out for for, for years. So many. I think years. we
0: talked about this like not this. Uh, I think we talked about it last. You know, like the the movies to come in 2021. We were like Firestarter. Apparently, is a remake.
1: But I've known about it for longer. How do? You, what do you mean? How? So when I like a movie that's older, I occasionally, while I'm watching said film or reading the book or whatever, go and look up IMDB to see if they're gonna make a remake of it.
0: It hasn't been there for that long.
1: It was there for a while. I knew it's it was been there going for a while, to happen. Yeah. I knew it but like this was before they had anyone cast or anything. This was just when there was an IMDB page. I knew it was going to happen.
0: And I was and excited. I was so
1: excited for it because I'm like, we've got the technology. We have so much working for us, and they were like, "Yeah, but you know what we're gonna
0: do? None of it. Fuck it up. Nothing will ever compare." Well, okay, in in the Firestarter. Let me clarify the Firestarter universe. To that ending scene in the original movie with Charlie just yeeting fireballs at everyone. That was amazing. Drew Barrymore is a fucking icon. It was amazing and it was so awesome. And this movie was just, oh my God, it just made me sad. And, and, and actually, you know what? It really made me angry at the end of the day. We were so upset at the end of that movie. We we're like, fuck that movie. I look,
1: my my dad introduced me to Firestarter. I don't know why the theme this week has been here's things my dad has had me watch at some point. <laughs>
0: I don't know either. But
1: no, he introduced me to the book. He did, he kind of told me about the movie, but he introduced me to the book because this was in the like, it'd be hard to find the movie. Yeah. Um, At the time. And so he knew this movie was coming out. He was looking forward to it. My sister also knew it. She also loved the book. So this was something like most of the family was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. I explained what happened to both of them because I told them how bad the rating was and they were like... No, why would you do any of that? And yeah. I was like, I don't know, I don't know why you would do any of that. it it was so bizarre and so out of left field you're like, well who did no one read
0: the book or Again, it was like what Kubrick did with The Shining except the opposite way. The writers and directors of this were like, "What's the how does the story go with Charlie and uh, and they gave them the cliff notes." They're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. That's good. We got it. No problem.
1: Fire equals
0: rage. We'll run with it." I'm pretty sure I don't want to misquote, but I'm pretty sure the director or something didn't read the book or didn't watch the movie on purpose. Zac Efron. Oh, Zach Efron. Okay, yeah. that's right. Yeah, he didn't. Which is, that's fine if the, if the actor the not He doesn't. probably
1: would have been confused through filming too.
0: Oh, I would have been like, why, why are we doing this? Like,
1: this didn't happen. I'm None gonna, of this happened. Why are we doing this? Is this a different, did I read the wrong book? That's what would have happened.
0: I'm just going to call this episode Firestarter 2022 because it's pretty much dominated the entire conversation. Can um, we
1: call this episode um fuck you scott teams
0: i don't think apple podcasts will allow me to say fuck but i could say frig you maybe frig you uh t s t <laughs> S-T, frig you s t or f u s t just I'll, I'll name it f dot u dot s dot t dot f u s t Fust. People will be very confused at what that means.
1: Um, And uh, not for nothing, but Rainbird was an interesting character with very weird motivations. And they were... um, But like, you know, we had positive thoughts because we thought Rainbird was finally cast by an actual Native American actor. And we're like, wow, how hard was that to do? And then they were like, oh, yeah, fuck that. We don't care about that. We're going to completely change his backstory, his characterization, his Everything. motivations, um, all of it and not only, and where we're gonna pretend like it's gonna be the same and then at the last minute we're just gonna change it all and we're he's gonna say his motivations are the same and then we're gonna make sure that never happens. You're just like, I don't again, wh- why?
0: And someone else in this movie who shouldn't have powers has powers and you're just like, This makes even more less... I don't... My fucking brain hurts. It made my brain hurt. A lot of... There's not many movies that make my brain actually hurt from how fucking dumb they are. And we typically don't like to do this on the show. You know, we'll try to find the good in things. I don't... There was not no... nothing good about that movie. Even
1: the CGI was bad. Even the... Yeah, the CG was not great. I knew... I was, you know, trying to keep it hopeful in the beginning when they're, like, kind of establishing the family dynamic. I'm like, all right, this is kind of weird. Cause it starts with them being on the run. Cause it's supposed to throw you right into the action to let you know how high stakes the situation is for them. Right. But this starts with them with the family and okay. And I'm like, all right, I guess we'll just see. Maybe they just wanted to take a different route. And like, we're waiting for the story to kick off. And here it is. It's going to kick off except for some reason. Now Rainbird's the one kicking the story off and kicking off uh, the mom. And then, they are in a situation where, for Charlie and Rainbird, she's never supposed to know who he is until the last possible moment. He wants her to be completely in the dark so he can manipulate her. And it is a huge part of the story. It is like his whole yeah. his whole fucking plot line is oh, him yeah. making her believe that he's her friend. And she has no idea how much he has participated in getting her where she is. And the fact that 15 minutes into the movie, he's got her, um, like he's caught her in his arms and like she turns around and attacks him. I'm like, immediately I'm like, okay, that's it. There's, there's no coming back from that because, uh, unless they're going to have her knocked in the head so fucking hard, she doesn't remember what she just saw. There's no coming back from that. And that's when I knew the story was fucking wrecked.
0: Yeah, because in the main, you know, in the book and in the movie, there's there, there's a hu- especially in the movie. Uh, well, I guess more so in the book because you know the book is more drawn out. But there is like probably thirty minutes I'd say of the original movie dedicated to Charlie and Andy in the place uh, run by the shop where they're doing the, te- farm. the No, shop. it is the shop. Yeah, where yeah. they're doing tests on them and Rainbirds going in there trying to build that relationship, trying to get her on his side. You know, being buddy-buddy with her, trying to relate to her. That is like a major, major, major plot point in the movie because when it's revealed that he's not buddy-buddy to her and he's got other motives, you know, that changes her opinion of him. You know, but again, that's last second. That's when she goes into that blind rage at the end of the movie. Yep. And the book, you know, because, you know, she meets up with Andy to leave and then Rainbird is, you know, revealed. If, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that's right? Yes. Because Rainbird is revealed once Andy is there. And then I believe Rainbird shoots Andy or something. Yep. Yeah. And then she's like, what the fuck? So to change that entirely so soon in the movie, it's like. That doesn't make what? No, I'm listening. Oh, like that doesn't it just doesn't make sense because that's a major part of the story. To not change slightly, but to drastically alter in in a in a way that just what I don't like. I'd love to just sit down with these guys and just ask why, what 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 happened here, guys? What did we do? Were we drunk when we wrote this? Probably. Uh, Were we trying to we trying to just do something different that didn't work out right? Did we read the book at all? By the way, to be
1: clear. Everything he has just described does not spoil a single second of the plot it in the movie in this movie. It doesn't, um, and that's how you know there's a problem. As not one second of that will have spoiled anything that happened in the film. I mean, you
0: know, the original movie in the book, yeah, but I mean, that's from the '80s. If you haven't seen that yet, I'm, it's a little too late.
1: I mean, totally watch that. That's the one you should watch. Oh I'm, yeah, a- absolutely, that one. It's it's '80s, so it's a little cheesy, but exponentially better um drew barrymore was a fantastic child actor
0: perfect choice for that too i mean seriously
1: well and yeah there's even a trivia on that movie about how when the book came out um the little girl on the cover uh drew barrymore's mom saw the little girl on the cover and said hey that looks like you
0: oh shit and then she went on to play her well and it's funny too because um Someone, I think she got turned down for, remember Drew Barrymore was trying out for a role and got turned down, but then ended up doing this? Yes. I can't remember what it was in the 80s. Uh, Maybe, what was it, Paul? uh, yes, it was Poltergeist. I think it was Poltergeist. Yes,
1: I'm pretty sure. It I'm was. pretty sure
0: something like that. Um, so yeah, she was a great choice for that. And yeah, the original is not amazing by any means. Um, I was, it was at a three for me because I was like, this is a good movie, but then the end, you know, the third act of that movie is just fucking bonkers. So I gave it an extra half star. So to me, it's a three five out of five. I'll just go ahead and tell you my rating of this one. It's a, it's one and a half stars of the new one. That was and nicer I, than me. And I haven't had a, a one and a half star horror movie. Well, new release wise since 2020, when we watched the turning and, um, what was the other one that was a fucking one and a half. It was, yeah, it was the turning and something else that, uh, was just, so I haven't had a movie that low rated in two fucking years. That's how long it's been since I have given a new horror movie for the year that low of a rating. It was okay, it was the turning. Oh, and the boy too, Brahms. You
1: know what? That movie pissed me off again. I'm just talking about it so I've lowered my score some more.
0: What? I mean, you can only lower it one more. Uh, no, I can only lower it half. That's what well, that's what I'm saying, one more rating. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's only nowhere else to go but bottom. You've swayed my opinion too. I'm lowering it now to even 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 worse. You know, Dashcam
1: pissed me off too. I'm lowering that one too. Not as low as uh, Firestarter, but Firestarter's my worst rated movie. Okay,
0: so yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, let me go Look, ahead. Here's
1: and- my problem. Um, we usually have a top ten uh, thing every year in yeah. the bottom ten. Um, so far this year, I have eleven films, and most of them.
0: Not so good. Are on the bottom ten. I know. I got to start showing you some good shit here.
1: Uh, yeah, my top three, I'm I'm solid on, but the uh, the rest of them, it's like um, some of them are you know, like, yeah, that was fun, and other ones were like, mm, and then uh, towards the bottom are like, Eww.
0: yeah, I, you're right. I lowered that because I actually I was looking at it, and I was like, the Turning and Brahms, I was like, yes, those were terrible movies, but there were some parts I liked. You know what? No, fuck that movie. That was worse than those movies. Those what?
1: at least had something going for them, like some scares. This yeah, a, the, were like, what? Why? That's why true. would you do that? That's
0: true. You're right. You know, the Brahms, Brahms, the boy too was at least kind of creepy in some instances. Even though they shit on the first movie and the Turning, yes, had some at least good scares, but it was still a shitty movie. But yeah, I just, I, I really do have so much hatred in my heart for Firestarter. I, I you know what? What? <laughs> what happened
1: my last film for last year my bottom film Halloween Kills
0: <laughs> yeah I mean that's what I'm saying man I just think
1: that's funny um basically both of that guy's made my bottom list for both films yeah because uh, last year I had watched 23 films and I had my top three were all five stars I had in my top 10. Nothing was lower than one three and a half star. Oh, wow. So far this year, um, I've only got three movies over a four.
0: Ooh. Yeah, we got to start watching. It's fucking June. We only have we have half the year left, so we got to start kicking out some horror movies, man. I watched 60 new horror movies in 2020. I don't know what's going on this year, but there's just not a lot. Um, well, we got terror trips. Yeah, look, boy. To look forward to. An it. off season. And we g- oh, wait, and we got the black phone. And we got to watch that egg movie. And we got Halloween Ends. And then we got The Hatchet. God,
1: I hope it's ending because I can't take I much can't, more. I can't take much more. Though I don't more. think he's writing that one. I hope not. No, he, I, uh, I didn't see that on his uh, thing. I'll double check, that.
0: I mean, that would probably be for the best because I don't need him. I don't. I, just no more Tommy and no more Evil Dies Tonight. If they utter that one fucking time. And Halloween ends. I will get up and walk out and I will watch it later. I don't want to hear that phrase ever again in my life.
1: David Gordon Green. uh, Okay. Yeah. 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 Paul, Brad, Logan, Danny McBride. Okay. um, Same people
0: who've written or the, you know, uh, Danny McBride and David Gordon Green have written the first and second one.
1: And Chris Brenner.
0: So there's four writers. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. There's there's hope. There's hope. I hope they bring it back around.
1: Yeah. um, Bring it
0: back around, man.
1: Yeah. The important thing is that uh, Scott Teams has not a fucking thing to do with this because fuck that guy.
0: You know what's funny, too, about the Halloween franchise is, um, you know, obviously everyone loves the first one. I prefer the second one over the first one. I love Halloween 2. But then when you come back around to Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, that one was not great either. And then Halloween kills was the second one you know so it's like for some reason there's this curse with the second one except for the original but how you know rob zombies and then this one just have not been great and then the third one season of the witch you know people are kind of divided on that one so i'm wondering i'm kind of curious because you know rob zombie was supposed to do a third one but it you know second one just didn't do so good so they didn't do a third one, or at least that's what I was. I, it's what I've been told or read on the internet. Who knows? That's
1: how, what happens.
0: Who knows how true that is? But so I'm curious to see if this one's gonna stick the landing or not, because how bad two was. Um, but uh, really, how what what do you feel about Firestar? <laughs>
1: um, you know what we should talk about with the last little bit of time?
0: Um, yeah, because we're gonna have to talk about the other two at the beginning of the next show that we'll do. <laughs> oh. Well, no, I'm saying we, we had we had a few more to talk about. We can talk. Do you want which one do you want to talk about? You want to talk about uh, Crimes of the Future or Men? Men. Okay, so then if we can talk sh-
1: if we're shitting on movies.
0: Well, you're gonna shit on that one too? Oh boy! What?
1: No, not 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 near as much as anything else. <laughs> there are yeah. some uh, redeeming qualities to that one, but um, not.
0: Oh, oh, just, uh, redeeming qualities of Dashcam. Let me say at least some positive things about that. Um, like the gore. There, there, was, there, you got that. There was some incredible gore in that, um, not like a lot, but incredible gore. And there was some extremely freaky moments. And of course, me, you know me, I love found footage style movies, so I did like the POV style. I did feel it was a bit shaky at times, more shaky than you know normal. It was very, very jarring, but great gore, really creepy scenes and uh I, I did like the setting of being in a car um but also i will ask you the question why was there the, like how many car crashes do we need in a fucking movie all of them there's so many car crashes in that yeah movie. that
1: that got the rating it got for me all that rating went directly to the gore horror part yeah um, that's and why i gave it what none I gave of it. it went to anything else yeah
0: that's why i gave it what i gave that's it. why
1: it's higher than Firestarter and barely
0: yeah um, so that's the redeeming qualities of dashcam for me. It, it had some in there, but you know, whatever. Um, but all right, so yeah, I, I'm just gonna call this episode "Firestarter" since we pr- pretty much talked about that the whole movie. Can we call this um, me,
1: ups, "Burn these movies to
0: the ground"? <laughs> Firestart these movies to the ground, uh, because yeah, uh, that's apparently what we've been talking about for most of this episode. But let's end this movie uh, podcast time thing before later on men.
1: Oh, boy. The movie, uh, not like men in general. <laughs> we don't have time for that. Um, no, I don't have any time for that. Okay, so uh, if you don't know anything about men, the basic plot of that one is that like a lady is going out to the country to get some space after her um, ex-husband kills himself.
0: What? what fucking. It's spo- literally in the trailer. Yeah, but like you don't know and if it's, it's the blurb. Does it? Is it the blurb? It absolutely is.
1: Um, so, I knew that before we went into the movie. Um, so...
0: No, no, it says a young woman goes on a solo vacation to the English countryside following the death of her ex-husband. Fucking spoiler alert, dude. Kind of a spoiler, we didn't know. Whichever! Anyway. Ah, spoiler alert.
1: Whatever. Anyway, so, um, yeah, So, there was some definite creep factor, which was really cool. Uh, We went and saw this at an indie movie theater and um, made made the the mistake of eating while watching it, which felt like a mistake in parts.
0: Well, I mean, not until like the third act.
1: Yeah. um, I was
0: pretty much done. That's (laughs) why uh,
1: I was really happy we got our food faster for Crimes of the Future, because I was like, I don't want to repeat that incident, because there was a certain point where I was eating and I was just like,
0: and that, yeah, that was body horror too. So we knew like, it, was it was gonna be like,
1: okay, that's yeah, fine.
0: That's fine. Um no biggie.
1: Yeah. Men was very artistically pretty.
0: A twenty four, baby.
1: Yeah. Um I think the issue we had is like the the metaphors were so straight on that you were just like, I'm confused. At, what am I, am I supposed to be getting more out of the metaphor? The the writing was a little sloppy as far as like the uh the metaphors, the symbolism, the point. Um, it was, it was a little on the sloppy side and a little surface value for what they were trying to do. Or as some people described it, it is clearly a feminist movie written by a man.
0: I was just about to say, it sounds like it was a movie about, you know, like, um, what am I trying to say? It sounds like it was a movie written by a man that was trying to give a woman's point of view. So yeah, not really, uh, you know, this is Alex Garland. He did, he wrote and directed, or at least he directed Ex Machina, which is a fucking cinematic masterpiece. So good. And I'm not saying this wasn't good, but yeah, it just, if, if a woman had directed this, I feel like the message would have been a little bit clearer and uh, more accurate to what he wanted to do. But yeah, it literally just felt like a feminist movie written by a man.
1: Yeah, kind of vibes (laughs) like someone, like maybe if a woman read this script, she would have been like, actually, it would be better with, no, I understand how women work. Yeah. You don't need to tell me.
0: That's kind of what it felt like.
1: So um, considering he did this in Ex Machina, um, it reminds me of that little blurby thing on TikTok where it's like, men are stupid and I don't respect them. It just kind of reminds me of that because every movie he has, they're just like, men are dumb. (laughs)
0: Mm, i mean next machina think about what she does to those men i mean it it definitely he uh uh whatever her name is robot lady anya absolutely
1: wrecks everybody's day
0: well one guy i understand why she wrecked his day that makes sense but the other guy you're just like but he didn't do anything wrong and
1: i'll explain why after we're off this podcast i've thought about it um we should watch them I'm busy. We should review that movie. I'm busy. Right okay. Now. Uh, so, yeah. The thing with men is they did a <laughs> lot of metaphors and it just was like, I don't know why we're terrorizing this poor woman because she's clearly already gone through a traumatic event. And their goal was to, you know what is nice when a woman's been terrorized? Let's terrorize her some more.
0: Yeah. And um,
1: basically giving the impression that, oh, uh, Women will just spend their whole lives being ter- uh, terrorized um, by men, um, which was very weird and confusing. Uh, props, though, to the idea of having one man play every male oh, character. Oh, my
0: God. Because well, that was well, very off-putting. Well, the, you know, like the bartender and the guys in the bar. Sorry,
1: work. every guy in the town was played by the same guy. Yeah,
0: every every guy that she like interacted with at like the, the house... Yeah, and like the the church, it was fucking jarring though because they put his face on like a little boy or like a young boy that at was one point, tell. and then he was the the priest, and then he was the guy who had the house, and he was the naked guy, and you're just like,
1: and a lot of it seemed like a weird metaphor for um, how men can blame women for the terrible situations they find themselves in, like they will bring. Pre- um, presented with uh sorry for this example but if a woman gets sexually assaulted the first thing that comes up what were you wearing
0: yeah that's how this movie felt you were asking whenever
1: something happened to her and she um expressed this that someone would be like well what did you do to deserve that like what
0: well but that also is a pretty interesting social message about how women are brushed off so it's like that was a thing that rings true in society like when the cop uh when they catch the naked guy and then they let him go and she's like why the fuck would you do that he's like well i wasn't doing anything wrong okay he was creeping around my property with his fucking penis out that you he should that's like public indecency you should be like charging him with something and the cops totally brushed her off exactly and then the priest guy too and he was like why do you think your husband killed himself what did you do and she's like what the fuck do you mean what did i do he's like well well, you know what did you do to push him to that it's that's like society man that's fucking it's bullshit
1: which is great and what happened the issue is that that is a very common and no well-known issue yeah it's very clearly what they are trying to establish. The issue is they don't go deeper into that yeah, and deeper into discussing that issue. They just express that issue on screen. And I think that's where yeah. people had problems because you don't yeah. really see that issue get um, resolved. You don't see that issue further explored. It's just like every guy in that town either feels like. Uh, It feels like some version of a man, uh, of a stereotype of a man, and she is doing something wrong no matter what she's doing. And you're just like, okay, if they had dug more deeply into these problems and, like, figured out a way to really discuss them, that probably would have helped the film more.
0: Yeah, I guess that is true. You're right. Because they didn't really, yeah, there was no... Addressing the uh, issue. It's just,
1: this is the issue. And they're like... By the way, we're now going to scare the hell out of you. After you've been emotionally terrorized, we will physically terrorize you.
0: I also got the impression from this that like all men are the same. You know what I mean? Like we—that was one of the metaphors. Yeah, because like all men are the same, and they're all awful. And I'm like, I mean, I don't. I don't don't really necessarily disagree with you, but you know, there are people out there that are not the stereotype of just being a you know a man like that.
1: And again, Uh, if they dug into it more, that would have been something. But the other interesting concept is okay, so if they had maybe the guy was all the same person and then eventually maybe she starts seeing that they are really different guys and maybe like I what I had thought was going to happen um prior to seeing who the husband was. I thought that this guy was going to be like the face of someone who was like maybe your husband or maybe a um someone who had attacked her earlier and she was having a problem disassociating. So she just sees everybody as this guy, Yeah, but it's not, Yeah, it's just a guy. And so you're like, okay, the thing is, is that kind of eliminates the thing that when women get it, when you say the whole, it's not all men thing. Okay. The thing is, is um, usually there, when a girl thinks about uh, something horrible happening to her, She's remembering a guy that uh, the first guy that um, maybe made her feel uncomfortable, attacked Mm. her, um, put her in a situation she did not know how to get out of. And so um, if they had maybe made that like she's just seeing the face of the guy and maybe like went that route, that also would have made more sense. Because even if it was like, oh, they're all the same guy and now we're going to make it. okay, they're not really all the same guy. She's just seeing them that way. Well, then it's just the whole so not all men thing. So there was like uh, you gotta really dig into why you want to bring this particular problem to your film. What is that for? Why are you doing that?
0: You're not wrong. Um, that makes a lot of sense. And if they did, if they you know if they did something a little bit different in that vein, I, it probably would have worked better for me. I mean, I I still enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, no, like I just beca- still enjoyed. Yeah, it.
0: I still enjoyed it just because it was creepy and weird and different. And the third act literally had me. Um wide-eyed and covering my mouth because I was like, I, I don't know what I'm witnessing. We always go and watch traumatic movies at the Enzion. Saint Maud, Men, Crimes of the Future. Fuck, man. We always go there to just torture ourselves. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, that third act is wild and then what happens. I really liked what how they linked the death of the husband to whatever that thing was at the end and you're like, because you, 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 you kind of called it, you were like, oh, I think it's this and uh. Oh my god! I didn't even put that together with the injuries and stuff like that. So it was.
1: I still don't get why though. So yeah, no, again, I don't get like, why. I mean, I don't- we did it. <laughs> we did the thing, but we didn't really dig into the reason we did the thing. So it's just like, okay, well then you just did a thing.
0: I know. So, it, but it's it was also be beyond that. It was beautifully shot. You yeah. know, it looked it looked amazing. Uh, the main actress. Let me get her name because I want to. Actually, shout her out. She did a great job. Yeah, Jessie Buckley. She was phenomenal. She had such a range of emotions, and she was absolutely fantastic in that role. Uh, I'm going to have to see what other things she's done because she really sold it. Um, and, 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 you know, even, even the other cast, you know, her husband was a fantastic actress and I, and I really liked the witty charm of the guy who owned the home. He was such an oddball, like a weirdo, you know what I mean? So there were so many elements that worked for this movie, but then yeah, all the metaphors and all the, the kind of message behind it were a little jumbled and mishmashed and a little hard to understand. That's one I need to look at a like explanation video of yeah that's the
1: thing like that's the issue a lot of people had like i don't think there was a deeper explanation it's like you got you can't give me um this kind of topic without giving me the substance to go with it
0: no you're right um but yeah i mean it's like i had to look up the lighthouse you know and see what was going on with that but i I, I
1: caught those metaphors so shout out to me yeah yeah. actually Um, shout out to xena for catching those metaphors
0: for me whatever um, let's wrap this up, though. Uh, we somehow managed to fill an entire podcast without even talking about uh, the movie. So that was the fantastic fear of everything. Um, fuck Firestarter. Fuck Firestarter. <laughs> we re- wow. We came back with like a, a vengeance in our hearts today. It was it was fueled by the hatred of uh Firestarter. And
1: we saw that weeks ago. I'm still mad. I'm
0: still fuming. Um, so me and you will be back next week, actually doing the Fantastic Fear of Everything and talking about a couple other recent movies that we've seen. Um, so follow us on Facebook at Frightmares. We're almost to 7,500 likes on Facebook, so keep at it. Hit that, smash that like button. Interact with us. Check out all the memes I've been posting lately. Uh, Facebook or um, Instagram at Frightmares Podcast, your App at Frightmares Podcast, Twitter at Frightmares underscore Pod. Shoot us a link at stayspooky at outlook.com. I'm Dr. Proctor on Letterboxd. You are
1: Watson LMP90. And
0: we will see you next week for actually doing the fantastic fear of everything for Probably. Sh- probably. We might have more thoughts and feelings on things. So until then, guys, stay tuned and stay spooky.